Welcome to Quick Hits, the only podcast that gets you smartenized. Today's episode, Dated for Freshness. Monuments crumble. Sequoias die. Fame fades and heroes are forgotten. Even a hostess Twinkie gets stale after 10 or 12 years. The only thing that seems to last forever are laws. It doesn't matter if a law is goofy or stupid or vile, or if it no longer serves the purpose that it once served. Yeah, technically they can be repealed, but that hardly ever happens. Once it's on the books, it's likely to stay there forever. Think back a few years to the Microsoft antitrust case. Now, regardless of whether you feel that was a smart move by the government or a dumb move by the government, the fact is we were using really old laws to go after them. These were laws that were written in the 1800s to deal with textile mills and then updated 100 years ago to deal with railroad barons. There have been some minor changes to it since then, but think about it. Does it really make sense to go after a software company using laws that are a century old. Doesn't it make more sense to have more up-to-date laws dealing with more up-to-date issues and problems? And if it makes sense with antitrust, doesn't it make sense with every other law? Mandatory sentencing laws have forced judges to hand out draconian sentences for relatively minor crimes. If you sell somebody drugs, you can go to jail for 25 years. If you had only killed them, you'd go to jail for 12, or rape them, you'd go for 6 or 7. Does that make much sense? There have been reports of judges that were in tears because they had to give some young person a 25-year sentence. They knew that they were ruining this person's life, but they didn't have any choice because that was the law. And it's also pretty tough for them to speak out against it because they know if they do, when elections come around, their opponents are going to paint them as being soft on crime and use it against them. The same goes with legislators. Reasonable legislators, both of them, aren't going to speak out about it because it would hurt them come next election. And then we have the wonderful and lovely Patriot Act, which was rammed through before most Congress weasels even got a chance to read it. There were some really onerous pieces to that that had sunset clauses on them. Of course, now they're just being quietly reinstated. Government never wants to give up any power, and Congress knows that nobody's really paying attention in the public. But if it's a good idea to do it for things in the Patriot Act, why isn't it a good idea for everything? We need to pass a law that says all new laws will have an expiration date on them. The easiest sell would probably be 20 years. 10 or 15 might actually be better you could probably sell 20 years to the public. Really short sunset clauses, like two years or five years, would prevent our legal system from maintaining the appearance of stability. And if you made it too long, if you made it, say, 50 years, well, that means every law is going to be there for all or most of your life, so that's not an improvement either. What about laws against things like rape or murder, laws that everyone except Mike Tyson and O.J. Simpson agree with? <laughs> that's not a problem. When they're set to expire, 
All of our Congress critters can pontificate about it and sermonize and thump their chest and renew them and then go home and brag to their constituents about how brave they were in their stand against violent crime. Now, ideally, when this plan is implemented, which will be about the time that uh, there's a cold, cold hell filled with flying pigs, it shouldn't only affect new laws, but also old ones. Now, we couldn't handle the chaos of all of our laws expiring at once, so we'll go about it in an orderly fashion. For instance, as part of the new law, we can say every existing law will expire 20 years from now. So now, instead of debating new laws, Congress is going to have to look at a lot of the old ones, and they're going to have to get started on it fairly soon. These expirations should apply to government agencies as well. At the end of 20 years, they should have to justify their existence or have their charters expire, or maybe be completely disbanded and replaced by a new agency. The EPA did its best work during its first 20 years. Then along came Carol Browner, and she turned it into nothing more than a junk science machine that was intent on punishing industry simply because it could. And that legacy continues to today. Now, if they were forced to disband and start from scratch, they might accidentally hire a real scientist or two. Think about the FDA. Their foot dragging creates delays. Their politicking prevents things from getting to the market. This has probably killed more people than the regulation has saved. What about the Education Department, which is a poster boy for fraud and waste? Let the law that created the agency expire, shut it down, and return that job to the states where it belongs. During the Clinton administration, the Interstate Commerce Commission was disbanded. Do you remember that? No, you don't. Because it didn't really have any effect on anything. Everything went along just fine. Interstate commerce went along just fine. It was an entire agency that we didn't need. And we could probably find that about half of the government agencies that we have we could be completely done away with. And the rest of them could be revamped. By putting a 20-year expiration date on all their charters, it would force the issue and they'd have to justify their existence. Who knows? If we get rid of the right ones, that might be enough to solve the problem of the federal deficit. I can hear your objection from here. You're thinking Congress will be so busy reviewing old laws that they won't have time to pass any new ones. And to that I say, you are now beginning to understand. If you ask a stranger to tell you about himself, the first thing out of his mouth is likely to be his profession. People, especially men people, identify themselves by what they do. They won't tell you, I build things out of wood, or I write computer code, or I design stuff. They'll tell you that they are carpenters, they are programmers, they are engineers. Men, especially, are what we do. That's one of the primary ways that we define ourselves. Now, we all like to bitch and moan about our jobs, most of us really like what we do. Carpenters like to build stuff. Programmers like to program. Engineers like to design things. And legislators, bless their black and shriveled little hearts, like to legislate. Give them a spare moment, and they'll give you a new law. And every law reduces your freedom. Either directly, by making it illegal for you to do something that used to be legal, or indirectly by sucking more money out of your pocket. 
Keeping legislators busy arguing about expiring laws will leave them very little time to concoct new ones. Every law that expires causes a net gain in freedom. Every law that doesn't get passed because the Congress weasels are too busy is a net gain in freedom. It's a win-win situation. That's it for this episode of Quick Hits. If you've learned a little something, if you can see something from a different point of view without necessarily agreeing with it, congratulations, you've been smartenized. I don't usually plug other podcasts on this show just because the format of it doesn't leave me much time for it. There is a page of recommendations on the website, shows that I enjoy and I think you might too. I'm going to make an exception this time because I just heard one that really blew me away. It's called Blowing Smoke. It's the first and only podcast that I'm aware of that has to do with smoking cigars. But what really impressed me with this, this is the first, first podcast that I've heard that didn't suck. Everybody's first podcast suck. Mine did, and it took me several before I even came close to getting the sound right. But this is a really slick, professional, good-sounding podcast, good conversations. Check it out. Blowing Smoke. Now, if you like this podcast, you can do me a favor by voting on whatever directories that you vote on. Uh, more importantly, though, if you go to podcast.yahoo.com and write a review for it, Give it a good rating, write a review, that helps. Also, tell a friend. If you've enjoyed this, play it for a friend. Tell your friend how to get it. The more smartenized people that there are out there, the fewer stupid people you have to deal with. I really do enjoy hearing from people, so please send me an email. You'll find the address in the tags of this MP3 file, or you can go to DaveHit.com, which is spelled with two T's. You'll find it's easier to send an email from there. You can even give me a phone call at 206-203-4488 and leave a message. If it's short, pithy, and entertaining enough, it might end up on a bonus episode. And last of all, if you're a podcaster, I want to encourage you to stop by podcastpeers.org and take part in what could be the coolest podcast award out there. It's not there yet. Need some work, but you can be a part of it. As always, the Quick Hits Podcast is a journal of one man's opinion and so should not be taken too seriously. <laughs>